hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. So we are going on a treasure hunt, and the gold we are seeking in this treasure hunt is actually the face of God, pure light. So join us taking this deep dive mining with King David in the 119th Psalm. Oh, I am so glad I followed the Holy Spirit and didn't do this episode until today. I was going to do this episode on the second verse for Sunday, but something struck me that I should just wait and get a little bit more understanding before I attempted it. So I am so glad that I did because I got such a download and how I missed this, I I really don't know, but I'm so glad to be able to share it with you today. That the letter Aleph, and I've known this for a long time, but I, I don't know why I just missed it up. And I guess God was get, saving it to open my eyes to it today. I'm just so excited to share it with you. So you know we're in the 119th Psalm, and we should be on the second verse, which is really, really awesome. And we know we're looking at the seven, excuse me, the eight faces of God when it comes to the eight verses on the letter Aleph, because we know that each letter is God, and because God is the Word, and the Word is God. And so the letter Aleph is the first letter in the alphabet, but it is also very much, I mean, we're talking about Aleph Bet, um, it is very much the letter that for Father, because it, as you may know, God's name Adonai starts with that ah, ah, you know, and Abba, <laughs> it means father. And, of course, who was the one that was, you know, his destiny was to be the father of so many was Abraham. Uh, you hear that Abraham, if you ever hear somebody say it in Hebrew or however they say that, but you can hear that ah uh, that always comes in the beginning of something that has to do with father. And so as we study this whole seven, eight verses of the letter Aleph, you know, don't miss that this has to do with Father. And so well, you've got a little homework assignment today I'm going to give you. When you follow this trail that God was teaching through um, King David, who clearly understood the relationship. But when you look at the whole 119 Psalm, it's very much connected to several passages that have so much to do with Father. So Father Abraham, of course, would be the first one. And if you look in Genesis 26, 5, you're going to find the first use of many of these words, like statutes. And you're going to find that this was actually Isaac being blessed because of his father, Abraham. And so here we've got the son being blessed by the father in Genesis 26, 5. And if you just read that passage, you can see so much of the words that we're going to cover throughout, again, the whole 119th Psalm. Then fascinatingly, if you move to Exodus 15, so your, your homework assignment is to take a good hard look at three passages, essentially Genesis 26, 5, and Exodus 15, I would look at the whole passage because I think it's all significant. And then by all means, you got to look at Deuteronomy 6 because Deuteronomy 6 has everything to do with what we are supposed to teach our children and so much to do with King David and so much to do with the psalm. It's absolutely unbelievable. So again, the passages for your homework are Genesis 26, 5, Exodus 15, and Deuteronomy 6. If you miss 
these as being a huge part of this psalm, you, you really are missing out on one of the treasures of the deal. And, and so when we look at this from a standpoint of being a father, if you are a father or you have a father, it completely applies to you because here's what the son is looking for from the father, but he's also looking for the father to do it for his son, which has everything to do with teaching. And that word teach also comes with that idea of fatherhood. So if the idea of Deuteronomy 6 is we're supposed to teach our sons, we're going to teach what our fathers taught us, you see, in order to teach it, you first got to learn it. <laughs> and so, you know, King David is really, the, what, a, what a really cool concept that if I'm going to learn all these things that have to do with the 119th Psalm in order to be able to teach them to you, I'm getting them in a way that you can only get when you go to learn it because you're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. And God comes for you, okay? So getting on to the actual second verse, <laughs> you knew I'd get there, but I wanted to give you your homework so that you could appreciate this whole thing in the context of, okay, the Aleph has to do with a, what a father, These all these eight verses are going to have to do with what a father would want his son to do. It would be a blessing. And so when you look at the very first word, that blessed word, that Aser, and, and you look at it in the first part of this particular verse again in verse 2, that word is the word that begins Genesis 26, 5. Same word. They just don't translate it as blessed. They say, then. I don't know why they did it that way. But nonetheless, you miss out on a real nugget when you see, okay, clearly, David knew this. David knew this, and he started the psalm with this whole idea of fatherhood. Okay? So when we get to the second verse, blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Now, this word keep here is a lot. They use the word keep throughout this psalm a whole lot, and usually it has to do with being obedient. But this one has more to do with lining up beside a tree, okay, but, but beside righteousness. And it has to do with a seed, and it has to, it's, the word's pronounced nesser, I believe, but it's got a zaddik in it and, and it, and it has to do with lining things up with righteousness, and so here's where I just know that John Bunyan, obviously, when he wrote A Pilgrim's Progress, there's so many things in A Pilgrim's Progress that point back to the 119th Psalm. It's unbelievable. But clearly, the character Christian, who we call Valiant in, in the Christian Car Guy Theater, this, this guy was in the way, but he also held his testimony next to his bosom. And so the idea of testimony, we talked about it in the words, it's on that PDF that was in the show notes. The idea of testimonies clearly has to do with remembrance, but remembering things that you were an eyewitness to. And, and so clearly, if you saw something in the Bible, you're an eyewitness to what the Bible says. But for me personally, I'm just talking about me personally, when it comes to keeping his testimonies, okay, these are remembrances of things he did very specifically for me. The time that I prayed and prayed and my, my son had run away and he shows up in the police car. That's, I'll never, ever forget that day. I'll never forget the time he showed up and, and, and I got to see his glory for a moment. And, and I'll never, ever forget the time that I was afraid of the dark and he came for me in, in that. And, and if you've heard those stories from me before, these are my testimonies. And I keep them very close to my bosom because when I'm <laughs> obviously... Um, teaching my children, I need them to know I was an eyewitness to God himself. He did these things for me, and it changed my life. 
and and put me on the right path and did these things that we're talking about that made me blessed that that made me happy all these things that god did in my own life so in and of course acts chapter 6 says you know you're going to receive power on high to be his witness well here's where your power is it's in your stories but it's mostly in the story that you're telling yourself right you're up against it today in whatever way, shape, or form. Well, you need to go back to, okay, where did God come through for me before? He's always come through for me. He never let me down. He's never left me or forsaken me. He's always there for me, okay? So your testimony, blessed, happy are those who keep their testimony, right? Right there close to their bosom, just like, just like um, Christian did in A Pilgrim's Progress. And then it says, oh, it's so beautiful. And they seek him with a whole heart. Now, oh, how I wish that the people that had translated the Bible into English would have seen that Deuteronomy 6 has everything to do with the 119th Psalm and everything to do with King David. Because in that passage, which you're probably all pretty familiar with in Deuteronomy 6, where it says you're to seek the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and all your might, all that stuff. Well, that word all is the same word that David is using here for whole, okay? So whole is all and all is whole. So when David says that seek him with all their heart, he's making reference clearly right back to Deuteronomy 6, something that we're supposed to teach our sons, which has everything to do with Aleph. And so when you think about this, it's, it's, it's beautiful on all sorts of levels that King David, through so many psalms, talked about seeking God with a whole heart, and everybody said King David was the, the man after God's heart, and he sought him with a whole heart. Well, the whole idea goes back to, again, it's actually in Deuteronomy 4, and it's again in Deuteronomy 6, but it has to do with wholeheartedness. And if you're like me, every morning in prayer, this is somewhere you go, like, God, I'm trying to find you. I'm trying. Well, you'll, when you find him, like it talks about in Deuteronomy 4, you'll, when you seek him with your whole heart, then you're going to find him, okay? It's a promise. And, and, and the, the, the link between the two, you see, is how many times in my life when I sought him with a whole heart, did he come through and see, there's my testimony. So happy am I because, number one, <laughs> I kept his testimony. But what I kept his testimony is when I sought him with my whole heart, he showed up every time. Okay. And if that's the story I'm telling myself, believe me, it makes me so much more a happy person. And it makes me so much more a son of the Father and so much more that I want to teach my kids these precepts, these statutes, these whole ideas that we're going to be talking about throughout this. I pray, I pray, pray, pray that you'll get the idea of how much the Father wants you to learn these to the point that you can teach your children. It will make you blessed.